Hey, so if I go to bjjfanatics.com, what do I need to search for in order to find three awesome instructionals? Uh, all you really need to do is put in R-O-Z, and <laughs> gravity is your friend, escapes for guys uh, over 40, and be a hammer, smash the knees pop up, and those are the three that you've done so far. Yes, and in January, I'll be going back to Boston to recruit a handful more, so stay tuned. More awesomeness on BJJ Fanatics coming your way. We have all had that situation where after class is when we want to ask a question. And uh, Thomas, a lot of those questions you've already answered, right, at Ask a Black Belt. Yeah, it's another podcast that I'm running. Um, it, it, you know, it's on podcasts, all podcast platforms, plus on, on YouTube. You can find it anywhere. Just search for my name. Search, search for Ask a Black Belt. At this point, over 100 episodes, different questions, jujitsu, life-related, but something that everybody comes across, and often these questions sink in our mind, but we don't ask for whatever reason. So... If that benefits you, go there, listen. It actually might help your jujitsu, might help your life as well. And if you have any questions, find me on Instagram and drop me a line. I'll be happy to answer your question and mention your name during the episode. Welcome to Raw Radio. And we are live. Much better clap. Thank you. Much, I get better, better at this. After 130 plus episodes, I would hope that... Well, way more than that, because the takeaways, too. It's true, to yeah. We are into, well into hundreds, almost 300s probably, somewhere out there, yeah. Um, you know, I often say that talking to some of these individuals at times really puts me in a... Um, like this humble mode where, you know, the, the, the experiences that I've had last two decades on the mat are humbling enough, but then you hear um, perspective from individuals like Ken and, you know, his experience with jujitsu by far longer. Like my anchor point in jujitsu is, you know, UFC essentially. This is where I noticed it first time, but I didn't watch it at UFC one. I came across, you know, my jujitsu, jujitsu, and my path kind of crossed a little few several years later, and I watched UFC, so that made an impact. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So, um, but he's talking about jujitsu in freaking eighties, mm -hmm. you know, like way back before jujitsu was jujitsu. You know, right. he's talking about Horian's garage. He's talking about all these things, right? And like, at some point, you know, it really makes me think how fortunate you and I are to have these conversations with guys like this. We had Chris Howder on the show. He had, was here at the academy. I mean, definitely Dirty Dozen, yeah. one of the pioneers. And then we have Ken now, right. you know, who similar, even <clears throat> earlier than Howder, yeah. you know, experiences this, this phenomenon of jujitsu. You know, and it is um, it really mind-blowing in my mind to really kind of grasp this big picture of these are the guys who painted the path for all of us. Like, the, these are the true martial artists. These are the guys who literally created these opportunities. Without them, 
we would not be sitting here. Matter of fact, this facility might not be even in existence. Right. You know, like <clears throat> it really paints this big picture of, you know, how their action truly are impacting next generations to come, you know, and I often reflect on it, you know, does, do, will my kids even know who these guys are? Were their kids, my grandkids, will they know who these guys are? Well, I mean, you know, it depends. It, that's up to them and that's up to what they want to seek out. You know, there's not going to be a pic, a painting of uh, Ken Gabrielson on, on a wall in a random jujitsu academy, um, you know, and, and kids, you know, people, you, you could put a portrait of Halio up in the waiting area here. And I'm going to guess that 85% of the kids aren't going to be inquisitive enough to ask who that is. It's just something that's there that they mm-hmm. pass by. They never look at, they never, um, recognize or inquire about and um you know so it's important for people to carry on tradition um you know like ken has done with his sons uh he's got four boys they're all black belts boys right he laughed about that too they're in their 30s um you know and i think what we were we were going to start talking about is what is a true martial artist and when you have somebody like him who's passing things down who um quote unquote mastered something. Um, you know, it's, it's amazing, uh, that these guys do get forgotten, but it's also a very small world. Um, there will be a day where a kid isn't going to know who Michael Jordan is like, you know, and I mean, think about it. If Michael Jordan, if his, if air Jordan wasn't as popular as it is where his silhouette is still on clothing Mm -hmm. all over, would they now? With little kids now, I mean, we have we have kids seven years old that come into the academy with Air Jordan shirts on. They know who Michael Jordan is because of the brand. marketing, the brand. They yeah. don't know who Michael Jordan is because of his basketball ability. You, you know, you bring a good valid point. Like, do kids know who uh, Magic Johnson is? Do kids know who Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? No, even yeah. less. So now we're going even, even go further, further down, away. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm throwing them farther away. And, you know, they are somewhat the same generation, but the, yeah. you, we're getting farther away from today. You know, um, like, do they know Phil Jackson that he played actually basketball? Right. <laughs> He's not a coach, you know? Yeah. You know, like, you know, you bring a very good point. So, like, as time goes on, the history essentially gets diluted in a way. Mm-hmm. He gets forgotten. Yeah. So whose job it is to educate the next generation of the history that painted the path for what they do, whether basketball or jiu-jitsu? Uh, it's, I think it's just, I think it's twofold. I think it's, I mean, it's everybody who has any kind of interest in it at all. I think it's your responsibility to, Pass it down, and it's your responsibility to learn it. You know, you could you could be a phenomenal jujitsu, but you can only learn it. You can only learn it if the information is available to you. Yeah, but right. I mean, so if it's not written books, recorded on video or whatever podcast, whatever it is, at that point is just word of mouth, right? And if Which is nobody, how history was told for a long, long time, right? But if that's not, if the word of mouth doesn't exist. 
right? It's not being the stories are not being told. Then whose job is it to present that information? Then preserve the information, I should say. Uh, I, you know, who knows? It's a that's you know that's a difficult question because what it depends on you know is it important or not? You know, is it if a tree falls in the forest? You know, if you're if you're writing it down or you're you're telling it, you're trying to get the word out and nobody's listening. You know, so I think it's not, you know what I mean? Um, so, and I, you know, it's funny, here we go again. We're not talking about what we were supposed to talk about. Uh, a true martial artist. Um, but I think that, so let's, so let's circle into that, yeah, right? Yeah. So Ken starts striking Jeet Kune Do, Danny and Santo, Bruce Lee, right? If you start going back, back, yeah. back, Paul yeah. Lunak, um That was in a time when there was a ton of McDojos, when you were a creanch if you trained under somebody else, everything was keep it a secret, but you had guys like Paul and Dan um, and Burton and Bruce Lee even who said, no, let's explore these other avenues. Mm -hmm. So we just had Roy Harris on. Danny and Santo told him basically the same thing that he told Ken, you know, you need to learn how to fight on the ground. Go check out these Brazilian guys. Go see what they're doing, mm -hmm. right? So I think part of being a true martial artist is passing those things down, making sure that that information um, is accessible and, and that you're not closed-minded, that you can be open enough to say, go check these guys out, you know, if you're, you know. Um, and, and so I think that, that makes those people uh, true martial artists. And Ken is one as well. So so as life goes on, a decade or two from now, do you think that there will be new, true martial artists that will be surfacing in a different definition? Yeah, probably. You'll have some of these MMA guys passing everything down, the striking, the groundwork, the wrestling, the jujitsu, the sambo. You know, they're there already. Will, will they be passing it down? Um Yes, I'm sure a lot of them will be, you know, whether they're doing it at their own academy or through their kids or, you know, just on a podcast, however they do it, you know, they're going to do it. <clears throat> and I think that that, I do think that it, being a true martial artist, you have to give back at some point. And part of that giving back is, is the history, right? I just teaching it is giving the history is giving That's the history, true. right? That's true. Um, somebody had to show it to you. Um, you might have developed something and changed some things, but without that initial, um, I don't want to say motivation, but the, the, the initial instruction, where would you have been able to develop all that stuff? Well, and I think that's the big part of like conversation like this is like, how can you learn new things if it's not being passed on? Like mm -hmm. at some point, I mean, obviously this, at some point this starts with there's a roots, right? Somebody initiating these, this process, these actions, these stories, right? But they are, they need to be willing to tell the stories in order for that martial artist to really embrace it and continue passing it on. And I'm not only talking about stories from a garage, but the knowledge they have and the experiences. You know, we just talked about, you know, making impact and um, um, what, what was the, and now I forgot, what was the takeaway for Sloan? Oh, well, we're, like mentors? Mentorship, mentorship right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, being that mentor, you know, and, and, and passing the information on 
you know, even from philosophy perspective, you know, how you view life, you know, and I think that's the interesting part that, you know, a true martial artist, at least in my mind, is not only on the mat, is also off the mat, you know, yeah. and is the one who's willing to help and change people's lives if they so seek that. Right. It's, it's giving yeah, it's, people's opportunity. I don't think it can be only the physical. Do you stop being a martial artist when you're injured? Do you right. stop being a martial artist when you're old and right. you can't roll anymore? Yeah. Um, you know, Who would you define as one of the more recent martial artists? Do you have one in your mind? <laughs> like, is anybody, you know, okay, let me rephrase. Who would you consider as a martial artist in your just entire book? Like, oh, I mean, do you have some examples geez, here? You know, the guys we just talked about, obviously, um, <laughs> you know, Helio, Carlos, Carlson, um, you know, if you want to go into like, I don't know, are you looking for like a, like a modern day, somebody in our age range, in, younger? In general. I mean, just in general, you know, I'm just looking for drop names. As um, you, who are you looking Kenny at? Florian. Kenny Florian. Um, okay. Yeah. Because, you know, be. Like I said, because it has, if Kenny Florian stopped, if he got into a car accident and he was paralyzed from the waist down, Kenny That's Florian, very dramatic, but it is, but <laughs> that goes to my point of being injured. You know, if Kenny Florian can't, let's just the Kinto re retired. How is that? Well, he did retire, right? He's not fighting anymore, but he's on the mats all the time. But if something, if, if something happened to Kenny where he could only, where he couldn't physically do what he's doing now, let's put it that way. He would still, I think, be teaching. I think he would still be sharing experiences. I think he'd still be learning. Um, I think he'd still be pointing people in the, in the direction that they needed to go in to get better. Um, where I think that there's other people where if that physical capability was taken away from them, um, they would stop completely. Right. Not, I don't know who I'm not going to say any names cause I don't know these do you, people, but do you think that martial artists as a definition would be that is part of your life? Not you just, not you just do it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, do I, you think that you can be martial artist even though you don't have a lot of experience? I think you're in, you're on your way. Okay. You know? Okay. Yeah. Um, there's, de there's degrees, right? There's, there's degrees in jujitsu where there's, you can take a black belt from, you know, I'll never forget watching, um, Chewy and JT, a video of those guys going. And I was just like, wow, you know, there's levels to this. It's not like, you know, that, you know, it really hit home where it was like, oh my God, you know, just because you're at that black belt level and you've got a stripe on your black belt, doesn't mean that the guy standing next to you um, isn't way above or below in skill level. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so does, yes. that, does that take away from their martial artist vision status or for that individual or yeah. you mean overall? No, for that individual. No. And I think any, any true martial artist would, would feel the same way. They would say, yeah, of course. So and I, you know, how many, yeah. how many black belts have we talked to that said that the journey started when they got their black belt? Yeah. You know, that's being humble, but it's, there's truth to that. And, um, you know, how many are like, you know, oh, I, I went with, you know, Ken was talking about, he went with, you know, Helson, um, hey, here's my brother Hickson, you know, and I was thinking, you know, like 
he's got to be thinking, where are these, where are they making these guys? Like one's better than the next, you know, and they're, and they just keep coming, you know? Um, you know, so I, I think that in order to be a, you, Danny and Santo wouldn't have told Ken to go seek out the Gracies if he wasn't a true martial artist. Yeah. You know, he would have been a practitioner in this one aspect. Uh, I think you nailed that right there. You know, there's a difference between the artist and the practitioner. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think so. I think the artist is always open to interpretation where the practitioner is very regimented and closed minded. Would you agree with the definition that practitioner is willing to receive information while the martial artist is more willing to give while he receives. Um, yeah, I think so. I think so. I think the practitioner actually is not willing to receive information. They know what's true. They know, it goes back to what I was saying earlier about like, you know, Taekwondo is the best or this is the best. And those guys never bled over and they never wanted to learn anything. Well, I think I, I do to, to answer your question. Yeah. Yeah. The martial artist gives and receives. Right. The practitioner is just receiving. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. It's like the selfish versus selfless approach. Right. To teaching versus. I told you that. Sanji Ribeiro. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, listen, I, Professor Sanji is a, fin- I mean, I, I look up to him. It's, it's a, what a phenomenal career. Uh, uh, you know, another martial artist. I mean, I just, just phenomenal person. Um, oh, I lost track of what I wanted to ask you. Uh, well, you, you were bringing up your, one of your favorite quotes from him, right? Selfless yeah. and selfish, right? Yeah. And, yeah. um, there are so many, I think, martial artists out there, yeah, true sure. martial artists. And, um, you know, I hope that as this show continues on, we'll have an opportunity to document a lot of them. I told you off air, but, I, I you know, I'll say it on the air. I'm on the mission to get the entire Dirty Dozen on this show, mm-hmm. um, you know, simply from the point of, just documenting those stories and really giving you guys opportunity to hear them because many of them are not as accessible. Many of them don't do interviews. And if there are interviews there, you know, um, you know, you might not have a camera came across them. So if you found of the show, you know, continue listening, but I am on the personal mission to get a lot of them in here. We already have two, you know, if you count Roy Harris, might be three, three. <laughs> you know, depending how you're ask, counting it. Ask certain people and they'll say we've and, had three. Well, yeah. And, you know, I, I already put in list of the quote unquote dirty dozen and I think has 19 people on it. So <laughs> I'm, I'm on a mission. On a mission. So I'm on a mission. So there, there will be more coming in the near future. Stay tuned. And, uh, you know, um, I'm hoping that we can share some of those amazing stories and impact your journey. Yeah. As, and as go back, goes on. go back through some of these episodes. You'll find a lot of true martial artists. So enjoy those, enjoy those conversations and learn from those guys. Let's wrap up. All right. Peace. Later. Thank you for listening to Raw Radio. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a review and help us make the show even more amazing. For future episodes, check out our website and follow us on all major podcast platforms. Take care.